welcome back to Best Practice. My name's Kobe Simmons. I'm the CEO here. Thank you for you guys who've been waiting for a week. I just had a week off, um, some time, having a family holiday, which was excellent. So I'm back into it. Uh, we're at uh, flat to the boards at full accelerator right now as uh, we get everything back up and running. I uh, thought I'd jump online live for you guys today and talk about how to use your management system to grow your organization. That's often not considered or talked about. I had some really interesting conversations last week about, you know, quality assurance and QA or systems about controlling risk, but we don't often have the conversation about how we actually use that system to grow the business. Uh, That's something that I'm really passionate about, about helping you guys. So today we're live on LinkedIn, we're live on YouTube, we're recording a podcast. So there's lots of recordings going on. So you can come back to anything that I say in this episode uh, and talk to you. You know, you can ask questions. Uh, Luke is going to give me a dashboard so I can see all of the comments shortly. I'll be able to see the comments on LinkedIn and the comments on YouTube, hopefully, for you guys. I've got a whiteboard here. I'm going to do a little bit of a whiteboard Wednesday for you guys. Uh, I've got my coffee. I hope everybody's got a cup of tea or cup of coffee or a, or a beverage uh, as we sit back and relax. So, um, uh, Alaya Hodges, welcome. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, give me a like on LinkedIn uh, if I've got your attention. Uh, and let me know where you're watching from. It's always really exciting as we get on and have conversations here live on Best Practice TV to see where everyone is around the world. Um, and uh, good to have you guys that are, you know, if you're staying up really late at night or you're, or it's really early in the morning and jumping onto the live stream today, I hope I can give you guys some value in what we're talking about. I appreciate all the LinkedIn messages uh, that I was receiving last week. Um, uh, you know, I get you guys love the videos and I'm really happy to keep making these videos for you. So thank you very much to everybody that sent me a direct message. Uh, I think uh, I apologize. I've got 39 unread LinkedIn messages at the moment. So uh, thank you everyone who's been messaging me. I appreciate the, uh, the comments. Uh, I hope I can continue to help you. So really today, uh, what I'm going to talk to you guys about today is, is about organizational growth and how to use a management system to deliver that. It's only going to be quick. Uh, we can do a deep dive in some other videos if you like, if you like this particular topic. Uh, but for those of you that maybe unemployed or seeking the next move in your career. The principles I'm talking about today can help you with that as well. Okay, so um, let me know where you're watching from in the comments. So comment on LinkedIn, comment on uh, YouTube. You've got the comment function there. Uh, If you can't comment on YouTube because you're not logged into a Gmail account, uh, pop across and find my profile on LinkedIn and you will see me live right there on LinkedIn. Uh, Both those platforms really good. Uh, If you are watching live on Facebook, Uh, later on uh, or if we put the video on Facebook just put the comments there on Facebook and I'll see that in the inbox Uh, if you're watching after the recording so if you're watching this after the live event still make a comment because I go back and read all of the comments and answer the questions uh, and that informs me for the next video so please don't think just because you missed the live episode if you are watching the recording uh, please um, please go ahead and uh, and make those comments or ask those questions and I'll come back and answer those for you okay Um, in this particular exercise I wanted to talk about um, you know, organizational structuring. Uh, we've been talking about the business hierarchy of needs. And I'll just quickly summarize for you guys so you can understand the business hierarchy of needs quickly is that uh, we do need customers as an organization. So even if you're a not-for-profit, if you're a school, uh, if you're a commercial business, if you're a factory making widgets, if you're a service-based organization, you need customers or clients or participants. So that's really important. And without that, You're not going to go anywhere. So the first level is customers. 
Um, and, and that is, the, it's the customers or it's revenue, if you like, income to run the organization, income to run your household, money into your bank account. So you can do the things that you want to do in life, uh, either to make more money or to have hobbies or to go on holidays or to, you know, look after your families or fund your activities. So um, it's customers and revenue that really gives you that, um, or, or an employer, if it's, you know, if it's, if it's your job, you need an income. Then we need to make that profitable. So uh, just like you need to live within your means, so you need to live within, you know, you can't have expenses that are more than your income because you go backwards uh, or, or, or under um, into a negative balance. So we've got to live within our means. So we've got, to, we've got to incur costs that are not more than our income so that we can balance the books. So profitable, we've got to be profitable. Then we can start being organised. Then we can start focusing on uh, having an impact and doing impactful work. Then we can leave a legacy. So that's the business hierarchy of needs. We need revenue from customers or clients. Maybe just to help everybody, we need income. First thing we need is income. So focus on controlling our income, then controlling our costs so we're profitable. Then we can get organised. Now, if our income dries up, then we can you know, stop focusing on doing you know, legacy and impactful work and getting organised and having policies and procedures and systems in place, as these things collapse, um, they, they start to make us focus back on the next level. So if you've recently lost your job, all you're thinking about right now is how do I get an income? Where am I going to get my income from? Uh, the same with the business. If you're a business in this pandemic and you've lost customers, uh, you're focusing on, well, how do we get our revenues back up so that we can cover our costs? Uh, once you're covering your costs, we start making a profit. Once we're making a profit, we can get more organized, maybe lock in processes so we have sustainable revenue. Uh, we can start thinking about that. And then we can get more organized and have an impact. Um, I am a huge believer in if you run a business or if you're on 100% commission uh, as, a, you know, as a salesperson, that is the best way to guarantee your income. Otherwise, you're relying on a single source of income and that becomes high risk. So in businesses... Businesses try very hard not to rely on a single source of income because it becomes, you know, very high risk. So if you are somebody who's considering a career move, starting your own business, or you've recently lost your job, uh, that's, a, that's a symptom of that. You've single source of income, um, you lose your job and you've lost that source of income. So diversifying income is really important both in business and personally. So I just want to, I know there's been a lot of people commenting on my videos and posts over the last couple of weeks that, that have recently lost their job. Uh, and so I really want to make sure this video is relevant to you in terms of growth. So how we can be a bit more systematic about our growth. Okay, uh, or organizational growth. So the first thing we want to talk about is, is the elements. So bringing this back to how to use a management system to grow your organization, we can start to talk about the growth focused parts of your management system. Now, in traditional quality management systems, there's lots of issues around controls, or risk management systems, lots of issues around managing risk, uh, environmental systems, safety systems, cybersecurity, lots of risk management controls. You know, if this happens, what do we do about it? You know, let's put this in place so that doesn't happen. But the, the thing that I'm most passionate about, and I think it's the most important place to start, is your monitoring and measurement. Now, this is, an off, this is often uh, a large part of with the international standards auditing and the certification and the registrar, you know, best practice is a registrar and a certification organisation. One of the parts of our group uh, is, is one of those businesses. 
And one of the biggest gaps that I see in organizations is a lack of attention to looking at and tracking your numbers. Um, now, because of our taxation controls in many jurisdictions, many countries around the world, we have taxation controls. So we set up bookkeeping systems and we have financial systems. And so we look at the number, how much money have we got in the bank? What's our cash flow? What's our profit? What's our loss? What are our costs? What's our revenue? But we don't start looking at the lead indicators to that. For example, what are we doing in marketing? What are we doing in sales? What are we doing in account management? What are we doing in operations? What are we doing in the process of the organization? So when we start talking about monitoring and measurement, it's very important to have your you know, and that's a part of your management system. You need to have a monitoring and measurement component is starting to look at your dashboard. So if you've, if you've ever driven a car or a motor vehicle, you have a dashboard and right in the middle of the dashboard, you have a speedometer and the speedometer tells you how fast you're going. So you can go faster or slower if there are controls in place. So if there's a speed limit, we use the speedometer to basically make sure we're not breaking the law by speeding. We don't use the speedometer to actually help us drive safely behind the car in front. We gauge the distance. So the speedometer is only really relevant, if you really think about it, around actually how long is it going to take me to get to my, to, to get to my destination if there's nobody in front of you? Um, how fast am I traveling right now? And we're thinking about our compliance. You know, we've got a speed limit. But if, in actual fact, when you're driving on a highway, um, a lot of the time there's traffic in front of you. And so you're visually gauging the distance between you and the vehicle in front. We're not actually looking at our speedometer. So, yeah, we might be frustrated. We might look down at the speedometer and say, oh, this person's not going as fast as they should be. But it's, it's an area of more that's related to compliance. If we think about the dashboard in our vehicle, there's, there's maybe the battery and there's a little dashboard on my car. There's certainly something that tells me the volts of my battery. Uh, there's something that tells me the fuel and the fuel gauge. There's something that tells me the RPMs of the engine. There's something that tells me the temperature of the engine. And so it's those sorts of things. Like if the temperature increases, there's a risk my engine's going to stop. If, if my battery volts are down, if I turn my engine off, I'm not going to be able to turn it back on again. And so what I have found in, in using organizational management systems and growing management systems is we're not looking at setting up those other gauges in our organization and starting to understand how those activities can impact other things in the business. We're saying, how do we grow? How do we grow? But I see people not strategically using their management systems. So today I really wanted to talk about monitoring and measurement and I want to talk about the dashboard. So when we're talking about growth, so the first thing I want to do is say, well, what does growth look like? So the first thing we want to do is say, okay, well, let's draw a graph. And what does growth look like? Is it, is it revenue, for example? Uh, so it could be revenue. Is it profit? You know, we can start asking the question, what do you want to grow? Is it numbers of people? What is, what is growth? And this is, this is part of the second part of your management system you want to be looking at, which is monitoring and measurement. And it's, and it's that lead into management review. So management review, that strategic management review that I campaign all of the time. You've got to do this quarterly. You've got to stop quarterly. You've got to look quarterly at the business. You've got to take that time out. You've got to, you know, you've got to review the video of the football match. You know, the, the football match, the famous football matches, they, they video the whole thing and then the team sits down and watches the whole match a couple of days later and works out what they can do to improve. You've got to look back over the last 12 weeks and look at where, how'd you go? What'd you do? What goals did you hit? What did you miss? What went wrong? What's happening? What can you improve? And then you can say, okay, well, how likely is it that those things will happen in the future? 
So the two key parts here in terms of utilizing your management system for growth is really starting to look at monitoring measurement as a first port. And I'm gonna draw some more things on the whiteboard, then lead into management review. And we'll talk more about the strategic plan. But the question is, what, do you, what part of your business do you want to grow? Now, if there's a part of your business that you want to grow, you must, absolutely must, draw some graphs or create some graphs, start tracking numbers and actually tracking your progress. You know, this might be the COVID-19 crisis, might be, you know, January, February, March, April, May, June, and your business might have been tracking really well and then COVID happened and that happened to your revenue. And so what growth is for you guys in future is starting to say, okay, well, we need to recover our revenue. And, and importantly, uh, let me just get another text up. Importantly, what might have happened is that this is actually our costs through here. So in this area here, we're actually operating at a loss and we're using up our bank balance or we're using up our balance sheet. And so there may be a point in time when you actually run out of money. You know, how much money is this? You know, this is what we talk about why balance sheet in an organisation is really important. How does this rate to relate to a quality management system? We've got to start saying, okay, what part? We use monitoring measurement. We use graphs in our management system to help us grow parts of the organization we want to grow because then we can just say, well, if it's profit that we want to grow or if it's people that we want to grow or revenue or, or customers, um, you think about what parts of the organization you want to grow, then you can start asking questions. Okay, well, if we want to grow profit, what other parts of our organization do we need to grow? Maybe we need to expand capacity. Maybe we need to expand revenue. Maybe we need to expand other parts. So if the measure, when we start drawing our dashboard, if the measure is to increase profit uh, or if the measure is to increase revenue or customers or people or product range, then we need to, then we can start actually looking at the process flow and drawing one graph, then the next graph, then the next graph and, and so on. And we can have a big dashboard, but this might be, this one might be sales. This might be capacity and this might be profit. And so, you know, if, if this was January, June, and December, January, June, and December, January, June, and December, remember this is your quality management system. This is your management system. This is your monitoring and measurement dashboard. The third thing that we can talk about is our objective. Well, our, we, want to, we want our profit to be here, uh, whatever that number might be in the organisation, or we want our numbers, whatever part of the organisation you want to grow. And then we say, okay, well, what we need to do is to get our profit to increase, we need to increase our capacity. And then we need to increase our sales. We need to increase our sales, but then we need to increase our capacity. And that's a conversation you have in your management review meeting. When we start talking about capacity, we can start talking about you know, people. We can talk about training. You know, we can talk about equipment. So those are the different kinds of things that we put on our monitoring and measurement dashboard and we can set objectives. So the third thing is we can set our objectives and targets. And if it's on a graph and it's got an X and Y axis, it's really easy to make it a smart objective and target, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-based. And this is how I run my organization. This is what I do every quarter. I sit down and I look at my dashboard. I'm, I'm guilty of not doing the graphs as often as I should. And we have a project running right now to actually revitalize our graphs across all the teams and our COO is looking after that. Um, but what we need to do here is what we do is we're gonna increase um, our targets obviously to increase our profitability. 
uh, what we're going to basically do is we're going to focus from June to December. We're going to increase our sales. You know, our sales has been sort of, you know, doing this, if you like. We're going to do that with our sales, and that's our target for our sales. And then what we need to do is we have a bit of a lag. So this will go through to about middle of uh, September, October. Then we will start looking at increasing our capacity, and, and that will basically mean that our profit will increase. And so you can see through the lag, our profit's not going to increase until December. We've got to increase our capacity first, and there's a cost to that. So in fact, our profitability goes down. If you actually look at it, when we increase our capacity at this point in time, our profitability goes down and it comes back up again. And so we could keep cruising along, but if we didn't increase our capacity, our profitability, and we just kept it the same, then that's what our profit graph would do. But if we increase our capacity at this point, in fact, it's a step, it's not a line. When we increase capacity here at best practice, it actually does this. So what will happen is we will have a capacity increase. It will actually look more like this. Uh, it's gonna be about there, so it's gonna be like that. That'll be our capacity increase. And that's going to cause our profitability to immediately step down, go flat. And then when those people come up to speed, then our profit will do that. So it's important for you guys to understand to use these dashboards and you can then start to do some modeling. If we leave our capacity the same, our profit will stay the same. Uh, even if our sales go up, the time to deliver the work will increase. So our lead time will increase. So I might track over here, lead time. And so our sales can go up, our capacity stays the same, our profit stays the same, but our lead time might actually go down. You know, if this is, you know, or, or it actually could go up. And that's a negative thing. So our lead time could be zero, one week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, five weeks. So if you were to place an order, I've got to make sure that if, you know, if we promise that our lead time is two weeks, um, if we don't increase our capacity, our lead time starts climbing up as we make more sales. So I've got to increase capacity. So if I don't do it, let's do it in a dotted line. If I don't increase my capacity, then my lead time, you know, I basically, actually it should be red dots. If you like, it's gonna look something like that. Um, otherwise, I've got to increase my capacity to keep my lead time the same. So this is where we use monitoring and measurement and objectives and targets and quarterly management reviews to use our management system to grow our organization. Okay, I can see a few people live. I wanna take some questions. Um, please take a moment to let me know where you're watching from. Uh, so I can see a bunch of people there on YouTube. I can see a bunch of people on LinkedIn. Give me a hi, let me know where you're watching from. Um, has this been useful? Yes or no? So if you could comment for me, uh, let me know yes or no, if this has been helpful and useful for you. And then I can, uh, I can work out what more we cover. Okay, hope everyone's got a cup of tea. But this is how we're using our management system. Um, LinkedIn's frozen, or are you getting comments there? Okay, let me have a quick look on LinkedIn. Got a small tech issue. Let me turn this on silent. Jump on LinkedIn. Looks good, does it? Okay, stand by. Notifications. Okay, comments.
Okay, perfect. Okay, Daniel, does it mean that the management review meeting to be conducted on a monthly basis? Look, Daniel, I actually like that idea. I, I think um, through the history of my career with management review, um, I've seen organizations say, oh, you know, we do ISO management review once every three years. That's ridiculous. Um, I think, yes, strategically management review on a monthly basis. Um, it's, it's about if what I've showed you today is the, is the link between management systems and the strategic and financial management organization. So if your organization is doing this kind of review on a monthly basis, then I definitely think now in the pandemic is you want to increase the frequency of that very strategic activity um, or recognize that the strategic activity is happening and write it into your management system. So answer you, to your question is yes, absolutely. Uh, during this pandemic, um, th there's two businesses here, obviously on site uh, where we are right now. And I've been running around in a factory all morning now coming to, uh, to help you guys. Um, so I think that... Um, Definitely one of the things that, that, that is important is that that business is really exploding right now and, and we've got constant, almost weekly demand. So we're meeting every single morning at 6.30 a.m. looking at resources and capacity and we're adding things into our issues list and then we look at that issues list on a monthly basis. Um, it's almost that 12 weeks for a quarterly review is too long. Uh, we're constantly looking at capacity, looking at opportunities, looking at what's happening because the business is in a growth phase um, and it's got some pain points and so we're constantly trying to solve those pain points by making adjustments. Um, and that is how we're actually linking the management system into the business. Uh, this business here in best practice, it's, it's a little bit older. It's a little bit more organized. And a quarterly management review is, is adequate right now. But we still meet for the executive team still meet fortnightly for a one hour meeting just to discuss what's happening. Uh, we, we rely more on our dashboard. Everybody knows what their goal is. And then it's up to the managers to figure out how they manage their, their own graph. Um, in the other business, it's growing so quickly that those sorts of things are constantly changing. So I think right now, absolutely. I don't think there's many businesses that should not be doing their management review um, any less than monthly. So I hope, Daniel, I hope that helped you. Um, I'm not seeing any comments on, uh, oh, hang on. Hello, Ashley. Uh, I see Ashley and I see Kyan, uh, Sydney and Malaysia. So uh, thanks for letting me know where you're watching from. Uh, thanks for joining us. Um, so I hope you're having a lovely time over there in Malaysia, beautiful country. Um, and hello, Ashley, out in uh, Sydney, in Kings Park in Sydney. So thanks for joining us. So, okay, excellent. It's been helpful. Uh, Ashley, you know all about this. I hope you're still running your graphs uh, and your dashboard in your office there at ProTech. Um, so uh, you, you get this. You know what you're talking about. Um, it might be a time for you guys over at ProTech to start thinking about, do we start making some changes to those graphs so they're a little bit more meaningful um, in terms of where you guys want to go with your organization. Um, so I hope that's been helpful. Um, that's pretty much everything that I wanted to cover today in this live stream for you guys. Um, it's obviously the questions that, uh, that I really enjoy. I really enjoy finding out where you guys are watching from. Uh, I hope this has been helpful. Uh, some of the things for us, uh, let me talk a little bit more specifically about best practice and what, what I have been doing. So, um, I've been tracking some numbers. Oh, that noise. This isn't working very well. So in in January this year, in January, uh, January, let me just start that again actually. I'll do it differently. From a marketing perspective, you guys see lots of our social media. In January, February, March, we had a huge increase in our social media activities. And then the graph has done something like that. 
Um, so April, May, June, July, August, September. Um, our target is to be sitting somewhere about here. And this is uh, social media posts per week. Uh, and so at the moment, uh, this week was 750, 715. 715 over here, our record was 2,500. So that's actually a growth, they're actually numbers. So we had from here to here, we had a 1,000% increase in our marketing activities. And now we're sustaining that. When you take social media posts into leads per week, we were tracking along at about, so if you said five, 10, 15, 20, 25, leads for projects and clients and people to talk to, uh, we were trucking along at five and we sort of went to 10 and we sort of went to 15 and then we're now up sitting up here in the 20 to 25 range. I think it actually went like that. Um, and so we've had thousand percent increase in our social media. We've had a uh, 100, 200, say three, say 400%. So this is a thousand percent increase. We've had a 400% increase in our leads. And that's our opportunities. And then if we go over to our sales, our sales through January, February, March, April, you know, it was down to zero uh, and then it sort of picked back up again. Uh, let's say that was $100,000. I'm, I'm making up numbers now, but I'm going to give you the percents that are accurate. Um, our sales have done something like that. So we've had about 150% increase in sales. And then if you look at our profit graph, I just heard camera turn off. Um, uh, so if you just said percentages, um, our profit, if you like, was went from this number, let's say one, two, three, four, uh, went from one to two. Sorry, it had, a, it had a COVID blip down and then up. Actually, let's draw the COVID dip properly so you can all see it. Uh, this is profit. It usually cruised along here, it went like this. We made a loss, we brought it back to here, we went like this, and now we're up here. And that's a 300% increase. So in terms of the lags, this is how you can use your dashboard in your management system to grow your business. Um, this is how I've been using my management system. So the activities I've been doing, I've been looking at my dashboard, I've been looking at my numbers, I've been training my staff, I've been having my management reviews, I've been setting my objectives and targets. And that is how I've used our management system here at Best Practice to do an increase in marketing that causes an increase in leads, that causes an increase in sales, and then that obviously an increase in revenue. When I say sales, it's revenue. Uh, and then obviously a significant increase in our profits. So the, the monthly profits here are way above what they were last year. Um, and we've also used you know, rationalized resources um, and, and increased the health, the financial health of this organization. So it is something that I want you to be thinking about where's that link between your management system and, uh, and what you're doing. Uh, excellent, Ashley, that's fantastic. You've made those changes already. So uh, thanks for that, fantastic. Okay, let me just quickly check LinkedIn uh, for comments. Uh, okay. Uh, does it mean the management review conducted on a meeting monthly basis? Yes, Daniel. So yes, Daniel, that's correct. Okay, um, 
what else can I assist with? Is anybody, anything else? Let me know what's on your mind. So I'm here for questions. I know you guys are often pretty quiet, uh, not lots of questions. Uh, we've got people watching from Sydney, people watching from Malaysia. Uh, let me know where you're watching from. Alaya, let me, Alaya Hodges um, from Agilient Technologies. Uh, let me know where you're watching from. What country, city, place, where are you in the world? And uh, Baskar, uh, where are you watching from? So, and Daniel, where are you watching? I think, Daniel, you said you're in Malaysia, Malaysia maybe. Um, no, Kian's in Malaysia. So we've got people from all over the world this morning. Good to know, you know, we're all a group together, all a community. Let me know, uh, let me know where you're watching from. Okay. Um, okay, I've answered Daniel's questions on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a great place to ask me uh, questions in the comments on LinkedIn, if you're watching live on LinkedIn or even after the live recording, uh, if you want to watch me uh, or if you've got questions. I hope this has been helpful. If you are somebody who's recently lost your job, I know there's lots of people uh, starting to follow me who are looking for jobs and working out how to be better at employment. These are the kinds of things that you can use to diversify your income. If you're thinking about starting a business while you're unemployed, uh, things to consider. Um, let me know what you'd like to see more of. Do you want, uh, I know a few people have asked me for more interview techniques, uh, more, you know, uh, fixing up and getting yourself ready for interviewing, uh, you know, being a, a better employee, uh, you know, getting an interview, submitting an application. If you want to see those kinds of videos, let me know. If you want to see more videos on um, how I can help you or grow the organization that you're helping with and your management system. So the clauses of the standard we talked about today uh, was obviously monitoring and measurement, management review and objectives and targets. And they're the parts of the standard I think are most important and they're most impactful in terms of helping the, the organization to improve because other things flow from that. Okay. Uh, any other questions? Very quiet today, everybody. Welcome back. What about our interns that are watching? What about the best practice team? What do you guys want me to talk about? Shane Clements, what's your email, best way to contact you? Um, my email is kobi, K-O-B-I, at bestpractice.biz. Uh, Shane, yeah, if you want to send me a message. Uh, please go ahead. Uh, anybody else who wants to just send me a message, direct message on LinkedIn. Uh, if you get on LinkedIn, if you're connected with me, send me a direct message. Um, that I see those personally. Um, my email, I don't really check that. I maybe only check that like once a day because uh, I'm so busy. I haven't got time to sort of sit and like be in my email inbox. So it's not a great way to contact me. Um, but what I do do at the end of the day before I go to bed is I check all of my LinkedIn messages. And then if there's big things, I'll, I'll get back to them overnight. Um, or, or early in the morning when I get up at 5 a.m. Um, so LinkedIn, and I get the notification on my screen. So, um, so Shane, I hope that helps. But uh, Kobe, uh, so it's just, um, let me rub this off. Here it is. It's just Kobe at best practice. B I Z. There you go. So yeah, send me an email, um, and I will. Uh, if I don't see it, Caitlin, my assistant, uh, will see it in my inbox. Uh, it's been an interesting journey putting into place my suggestions. I hope so. Um, uh, Shane, if there's anything I can help with in terms of focusing on marketing, focusing on sales, focusing on revenue, focusing on increasing the organisation's size. I'm always absolutely happy to help. 
uh, like right now in this pandemic. Hello to, from Brisbane, um, Trian, thanks for joining us. Um, so um, for those of you guys who, you know, I, I get there's a pandemic right now, I'm trying to bring you the most important parts of a management system. I'm not too worried about the certification and passing certification and ISO and those kinds of things right now. We want to help your organizations to survive the pandemic and particularly the next six months as, as there's further contractions in the economy and further job losses and further redundancies and those kinds of things. So um, I know it's not always the things, the technical things everyone wants to hear. I'm trying to give you the things that you need to hear. Um, and sometimes that works against me, <laughs> but um, I'm trying to help you guys. I want your organizations to sustain and grow and be really solid. This is my second global economic crisis that I've taken a business through. Uh, you know, there was the global financial crisis in 2008. I ran the business through that crisis. Uh, our family business got hit with the 1987 crisis. And again, here we are in another global economic crisis. And I think we've been set up quite well to actually get through this. So um, it's definitely something I want to help you guys. So I hope it's been helpful um, putting uh, the things into place. Um, if you are somebody who's like a smaller business um, who, who is following us or you're an entrepreneur or you, you're thinking about starting a business, all I can say is that now is the time to be engaging on social media and expanding your network. It's not what you know. It's not who you know. It's who knows you. So finding the people that might buy from you, finding the people who might employ you and reaching out to them. Don't just wait for a job to be advertised because there are lots and lots of people online just sitting back waiting for jobs to be advertised. And then when a job, when someone puts a flag up and said, here's a job, they submit an application. It becomes very competitive. It's far more effective if you can go and find the opportunities and show that you're passionate and motivated, whether that's as somebody who is a supplier, like we are uh, in an organization, showing passion and motivation and contributing value. It's far more effective in controlling your destiny instead of waiting for an opportunity. So, um, and it's not as competitive, uh, which, which is great. Okay, um, so if there's no further questions, happy to wait a couple more minutes. I'm here to help you guys. I'm live right now. Now is the time to actually use me. So if you've got any questions, if there's anything further, any, anything that's on your mind, um, please let me know. So Shane, thanks for joining us. Ashley, thanks for joining us. Kian, I hope I'm saying your name correctly from Malaysia. I hope, uh, uh, thanks for joining us on YouTube. Alaya, I hope I'm saying Alaya. I hope I'm saying your, Hodges. I hope I'm saying your name correctly uh, on LinkedIn. Um, Vaskar, I hope I'm saying your name correctly. Daniel, thanks for watching. Trian, thanks for watching. So um, just a shout out to everybody who's made comments there uh, and, and joined us live today. I hope this has been really helpful. Okay, uh, tomorrow we're going to be 24 hours from now. We're going to be live again. Bring your questions. Dominate the comments there. This is your time live. I'll jump online tomorrow. Uh, I think we're we talking about, what are we talking about tomorrow? Sales and business development, I think. Luke's making TikTok videos. No, he's not. Luke's helping me in the studio. Huge shout out to Luke and Vanessa and the crew uh, for giving me some assistance and, and taking over while I was, while I was uh, offline last week. I was very active on LinkedIn because um, uh, it was a bit of family time and family holidays, some quiet time to check LinkedIn. Uh, so um, um, very active if you saw me last week on LinkedIn. Uh, take, all right, tomorrow I'm going through the best sales books to read in the COVID-19 crisis. So I've got a big pile of books. We're going to bring them in the studio and I'm going to go through those. So really exciting. A couple of really great books that have recently been delivered to the office that I'm really excited to get into, plus some of the greatest sales books that I have read. Uh, so tomorrow, if you are somebody who is unemployed, looking to go for an interview or trying to win your next job, if you're a business and you're trying to grow your business, if you're somebody who is you know, just trying to think about how you can help your organization, tomorrow's the day. 
sales, sales, sales. It's so important right now in this global pandemic. It's really important to be focusing on, um, you know, it's, it's that thing that provides the gateway to get more organized, to do the, you know, the theoretical good things. Um, is, it's the revenue that unlocks everything. So I want to keep focusing on that for you guys. It's really important for everybody to be empowered with good sales skills. You may not ever need to use them, but I'm going to keep focusing on them because it's something that's really good foundational skill for everybody. And it's something that I wasn't taught enough of uh, through the beginning parts of my career. I'm going to keep helping you guys with that because it's really important so that you can, even so that you can challenge a salesperson. If someone's trying to sell to you, then at least you'll know how they do it. What's the process? What's the formula? What's good and bad look like so that you can, you know, train and mentor people in your organization. Okay. That for me is a wrap. So if you don't see me out and about, here in Sydney town because there's no traveling we've got border closures and lockdowns if you don't see me out and about in Sydney town you'll definitely see me right here next time on best practice tv tomorrow get your questions ready lots of great stuff going on I want a bit more two-way conversation from you guys please uh, so I can answer your questions thank you very much see you tomorrow